Alrighty. We are back. What what episode is this? Is episode eight? <laughs> well, it's technically episode eight. Alright, let's just say it. This yeah, is episode eight. And today we have a very special guest alongside so 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 it's still Gabe and Eddie. But today yep, that's me. Today we have a special guest. His name's Abel Mangustab. <laughs> Hey! Wow. Say hello. Me. Huh? It's a pleasure to be here. So today we're gonna be talking about politics, as you know. Ooh, <laughs> I'm good. Okay. Um, Very interesting. Very interesting. Uh, so why so, do you feel that it's important to talk about politics? So next week the, the, ele- the elections on the uh, what what day is it? On the seventh. Yeah. On the seventh, yeah. and then. And then it's upcoming. Basically, the premise why I, why I thought politics would be a good topic is because mm. young people nowadays aren't voting. What's going on? Right. What's going on, Abel? <laughs> oh, actually, a little bit about Abel. So, Abel, you're the um, you're the. I'm looking at your Twitter. Oh, we'll, we'll okay. link your Twitter down below. But sure um, so so you're the president for Nepean NDP and the. Vice president, yeah. For so Carlton. for the Riding Association, so so and tell right now I'm the vice president for the Carlton NDP, or one of them, but soon I'm going to be the co-chair. Oh, so tell us a little bit more about that. that. Yeah, yeah. So basically, um, the way the way the NDP and all political parties structure themselves is that they have um, an elections or electoral district associations or whatever they call it. Mm. So for each riding, basically, so like Nepean, Ottawa Center, like different parts of cities, they have um, these ridings. It's how we click, uh, select candidates. It's how we organize for uh, political issues we care about throughout the years. And it's basically, um, it's just basically like one-on-one with political parties. So every party has one. So like there's a liberal writing association in Nepean. The conservatives have one in Nepean. So do the Greens. And um, I'm currently the president for the uh, Nepean NDP for that oh, writing association. Just this, mm-hmm. just the Nepean writing. Yeah, just for this writing. And, and how does that affect uh, the election as a whole like how does the structure work from ridings to yeah, yeah how does that work impact? okay so yeah so basically um each riding is where the state in we have a couple of candidates who want ha- have that seat in queen's park right for mpp and basically the riding associations are the structure or rather that apparatus that like sets up the campaigns so, mm. for example, um, as president, I set up the nomination meeting for the NDP and NDP to pick our candidate. So the person on the ballot who's representing the NDP has to be selected and all the members of the riding association. So everyone is a member of the NDP who lives in Nepean got to like, participate and we had to do that nomination meeting. And there's a process we do. So every member can submit a vote and they can participate or stand for election. And then once we have that candidate, we go forward in the election we knock on doors, we make phone calls, and we do our best right. to uh, get their name so out there. You select the best candidate based on who, who is already in the NDP organization, and then the public votes on that represent that you choose. Yeah, so um, basically, okay. if, you're, if you're a member in good standing with the NDP, you can put your name forward um, as someone who wants to be the next MPP, and everyone who's a member of that writing association. So you've got a couple hundred people who are on the membership list, they all come together for a nomination meeting and they vote Mm. um, based on who they think would be the best person for the job to represent us. Interesting. I'm just asking because 
I'm very new to this system as well. That's fair. Yeah, um, just because we're both, I, like, I just turned 18. I never really mm. concerned myself with politics. Yeah, how old do you if have to anything, be to vote? Is it? Uh, and um, every party is different, right? And for the NDP, oh really? I did not know that. Exactly. Wow. So because it's um interparty organization, we're sort of making up the rules as we go along, right? And like the uh, rules for the liberals might be a little different compared. To oh, the I meant like yeah. I meant like to vote in the the election. Oh the, yeah, you've got to be eighteen. Yeah. Okay, eighteen. Okay, right. that makes okay. Yeah. Mm. Okay, okay. So so you're supporting. So you're supporting the NDP. Um, yes, I am. May maybe, like, just right off the bat, like, why, why NDP? Why over the other parties? Um, well, I've always been a New Democrat, right? Ever since I could remember, I've always been a progressive, somebody who believes we can have a much better society than we do now. And that's based on just the characteristics that I see in people, right? Mm. I truly believe like people that. are loving, they're kind, and I believe we could be like doing that. so much better than we are. Right. Mm. And um, the NDP really, for me, there's three things. It's the, um, the, what? the founding principle. Oh, the founding, founding principles. principles. Okay. Yeah. That's one. Um, the people in this party who continue to inspire me like each and every day, right? Amazing people who just really want to make this country a better place. Mm. And um, as well as our policies that draw that draw me in. I just think it's the um, the best way to um, to have an equal and just society and a way in which everybody can have an economy and participate in an economy where no one's left behind. And it really, really draws me in. And uh, I'm always excited to, to talk about it. Yeah. If you don't mind me asking, how old are you? I'm 18. So, so walk me through the process of an 18-year-old <laughs> going into politics. Like, that just blows yeah. my mind. Because, like, how? <laughs> because for, for me personally, yeah. politics, I've always looked at politics as something that divides people rather than yep. something that brings them together, right? Because yeah. you're voting for one party, but the nation as a country is based on, like, everyone so if you're if you're voting on what like it's it, it kind of like divides them like if you vote for the liberals and something else gets selected how does that unite a country yeah and i think the um the understanding because i'm i'm in um i have friends who are in other parties right i have friends who are liberal right. friends who are active with the conservatives yeah. and i think the thing at the end of the day they all have good intentions right we all okay. do want to make this country we call canada a beautiful place to live in which everybody's got opportunity. Mm -hmm. And we just really think that's done in different ways, right? And that's where we disagree. But we all have good intentions. Oh. So how did, how did you get into politics? Yeah, so um, the way I got involved was in 2015, I saw the NDP had a real shot of uh, forming government. At least it seemed like that, going into like the summer of 2015, and that's not what happened. But originally so the polls were showing... Years old. So you're 15 yeah. years old at the point. Yeah, so I was 15, and um, I, was, I was like, okay... You know what? We really have a chance to do something huge here, and I'm not going to be a part of this by just sitting at home and watching TV, right? The only way I can get involved is to just get involved because what I've always thought, and um, I guess my parents kind of taught me this, and that if you don't participate in fighting for something, if it doesn't happen, you don't really have anyone to blame but yourself, right? So even mm. if the NDP yes. wasn't, yeah, and even <laughs> if the NDP wasn't going to win, right, in like my riding or my area, at the very least, I tried, and I can say it's not my fault. Right? And, and, and I did everything. You gave it your best, right? Yeah, exactly. Like, you just want to end that day knowing that you gave it what you had. And yeah. that's, what, that, that's what it matters, right? That's what matters. And that's what matters. And that's exactly right. And um, participating in the political process is awesome because no one's going to speak for your voice better than you can yourself. Uh -huh. 
right? There's no one better to represent your views. So, so, thank you. so you thought it was just something that's really that was like really important to you, and and yeah, it was something like you needed to take action, like you wanted to take action. Exactly right. And if people are going to make these huge decisions that affect every part of my life right in front of me, I want to be involved in that process, right? Like we live in a country where we have the um, where we have the privilege to participate in democracy, mm. and to not like reuse that and to not take advantage of that to the fullest, to me, seems not as a waste, but sort of as a missed opportunity. You yeah. know. So I really wanted to get involved. Yeah. So that that's that's a good like missed opportunity. Like so, you you're someone who's really proactive in the political community and uh that's really good but most people our age aren't right so like most people our age they don't know what's going on they they have no idea yeah. the election's coming up they don't even want to vote even if they know mm -hmm. about it so 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 what why do you think why do you think that is uh, I think I think um, we kind of touched on this point earlier like when mm. we were talking about how um how Eddie was like politics and how it divides people. Mm. And I don't think he's wrong, right? Like very, very often we see on TV, party one, party two, party three, yelling at each other, right? Kind of just yeah. contradicting um, what each one's saying, no unified message. And um, the whole thing I was talking about good intentions earlier, people mm. might talk like that, but when you're doing a national campaign or a provincial campaign, yeah. there's not really too much time to come together. It's all about mm. dividing yourself and making yourself yeah. distinct as the best option for the country, or in this case, the province. And that can be quite divisive, right? Because, I mean, it's, a dis it's an incredible amount of power that a government holds, and people will do almost anything to get that. And sometimes it's not as kind, and sometimes it's not as considerate as it can and, be. And, I think, and, and everybody I think gets caught is, in the middle. Yeah. Mm. I think that's where the problem is, because mm -hmm. if your intentions are like good then why are your actions not reflecting that and then my question is mm -hmm. why are you like the leader of our country right yeah and if you if your actions do not reflect your intentions even if they are good like that power will do that those things will will cause you to make those actions that don't necessarily reflect what you feel and that's yeah and that's i think that's not right i don't know no, and I, I, I understand that, right? There's always going to be that disconnect. And I think yeah. that's not, that's, it's certainly an issue in politics, but I don't think it's special in politics, right? I mean, you even look no, at the business course. world, look at your exactly. friend groups and other social situations, yeah. Exactly, that's, that's right. And there, it's just like the fact that this, this power is kind of, kind of ultimate power. It's, it's mm -hmm. like if you're in a friend group, you can remove yourself from that friend group. And, yeah. and if like if an, if you listen to music and an and an artist is like you know he's being convicted of sexual assault and he's mm -hmm. doing mm -hmm. and you can stop listening but yeah. when that power is given to someone that has control over your life and affects that then mm. that's when I think that's when the disconnect comes with people our age because they they don't want to associate themselves with that and then yeah. they're less like they're less like I guess convinced to vote because they don't want to associate themselves with that sort of mindset, I guess. Mm. Exactly, right? And you see that cynicism like almost everywhere, right? Yeah. Like I, um, I've been canvassing for a while now and you talk to people about the election and young people in particular, I always try and talk to young people, yeah. people my age and people, you know, <laughs> in school and stuff. And, and um, a lot of them are getting involved, definitely more than I've seen in the past, but there still is that large contestant. Yeah, it is good, but there's still that large group of people 
who just don't see it as something that's for them. Politics doesn't work for them, right? Like either, oh, they're all the same or they're working against my interests or it doesn't matter. Mm. And to see, to see that, even though that couldn't be farther from the truth is really, um, it's odd yeah. to me, but we have to work against yeah. it. Yeah. So, so I've always like, I, I always thought it was fair if you go and educate yourself and then at the end yeah. you, you say, you educate yourself about the political scene and then at the end you, you choose not to vote and that's basically your vote then. But then I didn't. Sure. I I don't respect people who they don't educate themselves, and then at the end they yeah. just say they don't vote because they don't care, right? Well, why? Yeah. yeah, because because ultimately it this is like a reality, and just because mm -hmm. you don't vote doesn't mean the voting doesn't happen, right? Yeah, mm. and, and exactly. It doesn't mean you don't have that opportunity to make the difference, even if you are just one person. What if you affect other people around you? They see that you're vote, right? Like just mm -hmm. because the idealistic like view of oh i mean it, i don't want to associate with them blah 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 it's reality yeah and that's it like even if you're not a part of it the decision's going to be made on election exactly. day regardless whether you like it or not yeah. and regardless of whether you agree or disagree with the decision like whoever forms government they are still going to make policies that impact your life each and every day yeah. and to not want to be a part of that decision at least if you come to the conclusion and you say oh no party fits my views entirely i don't feel comfortable voting all the power to you, even though you're mm. not going to be as involved in that decision, right? Even though there are a lot of other ways for um, to uptake political action. Mm. But if you if you don't care, so you don't vote, and because you don't vote, you don't get someone you don't you like, and it it breeds it breeds itself, right? And it's kind of like a cycle, in mm. which you say, I don't want to participate in politics because politics isn't for me. But the reason why politics isn't for you is because you're not participating, and you're not going to have your views represented. You're not going to get the ideas, policies, and values you want reflected in government. Because your voice was never there, right? Yeah. And when we had this question and said, what are we going to do as a government, as a country, as a province, as a city? If your voice isn't there and we don't hear what you have to say, you shouldn't be surprised when that value exactly. isn't represented, right? Yeah. And, and if you have negativity to express, I'm sure you guys want to hear that negativity, right? Yeah, because and that, we always do. That yeah. creates the basis of your policies and what, what, you, guys, what you guys do. Exactly. I always want to hear what people have to say, right? Even mm -hmm. if it does disagree with my view, at least yeah, that proves to me that you're informed. Nothing. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's like a healthy nothing. debate. Yeah. yeah. Like you have to argue yeah. to kind of get some, like that's how you refine everything. That's how you exactly. get you have to start the conversation. Mm. Yeah. yeah. So then, so then how do we start that conversation? So like, how, how, how do we get young, yeah. like our age people to vote? Because, because it's, I don't think it, it's not happening. I think to it's more like this. I think it's, I think it's people creating awareness. I think it's, I think it's people bringing their voice and trying to talk with these people, even though they don't want to vote, and you know, having a reasonable conversation with them. And, yeah. and that negative aspect of politics about the dividing, you have to, you really have to stick to the love. Like I, I know you started this conversation about you love politics, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think that love really comes across to other people when you're passionate about something, whether it's politics, whether about starting a podcast, whether mm -hmm. it's about music, I think that passion really does penetrate. Mm. Yeah. And like the uh, one trick that I, um, one trick that I use when people just say, Oh, politics doesn't matter. They're all the same. Uh, their decisions don't affect me. I ask them very simple questions that do affect their everyday life. I mm. ask them, Hey, do you take the bus? Do you um, have any student debt? Are you in college? Do you pay tuition? You know what I mean? Mm. Are you are you on roads? Sure. Um, do you access healthcare? Have you ever been in a school? Like these policies and um, these institutions that we value and utilize each and every day, 
are going to be affected by who's the next premier on June 7th, right? Or who's the next prime minister next year or all these other decisions, right? We also have local elections in October here in the city of Ottawa, right? And the next mayor is going to have a huge amount of power in our everyday mm-hmm. lives, right? Things that we kind of, I wouldn't say take for granted, but don't consider how much they can change, but they do change, right? Mm-hmm. And when people do understand that politics isn't this big thing that's kind of away from my life, but it's kind of intertwined with the things I do every day, then mm-hmm. I think people start and think, and they say, hmm, yeah. well, what kind, of, what kind of society do I want to live in? Because I'm going to be a part of this, whether I like it or not, oh, right? So, so what are some... Some some things ha- like what are some policies some uh, the different political parties like what what are they what are some things that currently they're talking about that may matter to young people? Um, yeah, I think like, a huge okay. Yeah, what are things that you guys are trying to do that may affect people our age? Yeah, like what are their like, platforms? Like eighteen yeah. years old. Uh, sure thing. Well, um, I'll start with the Ontario NDP. I'll probably stick to that mainly because I'm a member of the Ontario oh, yeah. NDP. Yeah, of course. And we're doing we're <laughs> a campaign, right? Um, and obviously, this isn't going to be the full extent of our policies, right? Like, feel mm-hmm. free to like research on your own mm-hmm. or learn what liberals and conservatives want to do and what Greens mm-hmm. want to do and all the other parties. But one thing that I'm really passionate about as a, um, as a young person who's in university, um, do you guys know for OSAP? you have loans and you have grants, right? And the grants yeah. you get and you don't pay back, but you've got to yeah. pay back your student loans. I love the grants. <laughs> you love the grants, right? Yeah. God, I love the grants. <laughs> and that's, that's, that's perfect. I, I love the grants too. And one thing the Ontario NDP wants to do is we want to convert all loans to grants. So you don't have grants and loans, you just have grants. So Ooh. basically, yeah. So let's just say you were earning like um, 2,000 in loans, 2,000 in grants, and overall your OSAP's $4,000. We would mm. convert that to $4,000 of grants, so you'd never have to pay it back. Which means now, that for some... About, yeah. That is something I can get behind. Exactly, right? That's and that means yeah. that for so many... Yeah. For so many students, they're not going to have to worry about paying back their student loans when they get a job, and they can focus on their education first, yeah. and their career first, before uh, anything else, right? And that should be a priority, I think, for all students. But but how will the, how will the NDP do that? Like, how, how can they turn the loan into grants? Are you uh, asking where the money's going to come from, necessarily? Yeah. That's a big question. We get, uh, we get asked a lot. Oh. And, um, yeah. <laughs> and that's not, that's, not, that's not a scary question for me. I mean, one thing I really pride myself in the NDP, and one thing the Ontario NDP prides herself in, is their honesty. Mm. Right? Like, we, we, are, we are projecting and uh, proposing billions of dollars in new investment in lots of fields, right? And the money's got to come from somewhere. And we have mm. to be honest with the voters and tell them exactly where we're getting this money. So what I tell people and what the NDP is proposing is that for all individuals who earn $220,000 a year, we want to raise marginal income taxes by 1%. And if you earn more than $300,000 a year, we want to raise that by 2%. Mm. And we also want to restore corporate tax cuts that were cut by liberals decades ago, um, still lower to what they were prior to 2003. So our economy is going to remain competitive, but we want to... um, change the tax rate, uh, the corporate tax rate, right? Not for small businesses, but for larger and medium-sized enterprises from 11.5 to 13%. And that's going to give us the money we need to make all these new investments, which we see as vital. So we're going to ask the wealthiest to pay their fair share, right? And we want to do it in a fiscally responsible manner. And that's why the NDP is the only party that's actually put out a full fiscal plan, right? Um, Documenting, yeah. And you can actually find it online, documenting exactly what we want to spend, how much it's going to cost and how much it's going to cost year by year and the projected Mm. deficits and revenue and expenses. Right. And we think that's really important Mm. costing these programs. Right. Mm. Yeah. So so maybe, yeah. Hmm? 
so so uh so do you know anything about the other parties at all or or like maybe some quick points about like the main ones i think liberal um, yeah, yeah. Like, so i can i know i know a little bit of the um of what liberals are proposing to do mm. and um not too much of conservatives unfortunately because mm. doug ford hasn't really um he hasn't been clear exactly mm. in a lot of his policies, right? There's a yeah. lot of vagueness as to what he would do. Mm. Um, but one thing that the liberals want to do, they have a model of free tuition, right? Okay. And it's free tuition with air quotes because you have to um, earn a certain amount of money, like a household income threshold. And uh, if you're above that income threshold, you're not supported at all. But if you're under that income threshold and you really need that money, then what the government does is that the OSAP extends towards the... Um, the average tuition cost for each Ontarian student. And that doesn't necessarily mean free tuition, but that mm. means it's very, very subsidized to the point where it's almost free. Or okay. you might have to pay for books and a few free, a few things here and there, like ancillary fees, but it does support a lot of students. So they want to um, expand that model. I think it's right now um, for all students who have um, a household income of $40,000. That's what we mm. have right now. That's what exists in Ontario. And I think the Liberals want to extend that for all households... Um, who have a combined income of 95000 I believe. I'm not 100% sure. Mm. So I could be wrong, but I think it's around that. That's okay. the proposal if they do get back in power. Yeah. Okay. So, like, uh, so like maybe... Maybe... Um, so each of the parties, do they have some kind of, like, general viewpoint that is, like, their brand? I'm not sure. Like, yeah. I know, like, conservatives are conservative... <laughs> I don't know, like NDP are I don't know. Green is I don't like you know. Do they? Do each of the parties have kind of their brand, kind of? Yeah. So I would um I would say, and I'm trying to be impartial here, right? But mm. obviously I'm going to be a little biased. I would yeah, say um of course, yeah. Um, if you think the last 15 years with the Liberals in office have been going well, and you've seen things that you want and the values are reflected in government, that's pretty much the Liberal brand. Right, being center left and making investments in the economy that they feel are vital, mm. right, and um, towing the center line so they're not too left wing and they're not too right wing. They're kind of more balanced and moderate, so, so they're willing to take ideas from the left and uh, some from the right. And so what's kind of what's the left and the right? So what does that mean? Like okay, what? okay. <laughs> so I'll take a step back. Yeah, no worries. Um, <laughs> for people who are more left wing, they favor um, higher social spending and higher government intervention into the economy. Right, so the belief that government oh. can be a force for good and provide yeah. like a lot of social services, like one one small example of the NDP's plan for universal pharmacare. We believe if the government ran that instead of that being a private entity and private enterprise stepping in, that we could save consumers a lot of money and we can ensure that every single Ontarian can fill their prescriptions and everyone gets the medicine they need. And that's more government intervention. Doctor, and he prescribes me antibiotics. That means I get it for free. Yeah, that means you get it for free and it's covered. Right, just just like our healthcare is. Right, and we want to expand that and have a model of public dental care as well, right? And um, that's more government intervention. And if you're a conservative, you tend to not like government intervention. You believe the free market is sort of the best agent to do the things people want, mm. right? So you would rather, instead of um, instead of investing a billion dollars into the economy, a conservative might take that billion dollars. And um, sorry, there's like a fly in this room here. It's kind of so a conservative might take that $1 billion and say, okay, let's give that back to people by cutting income taxes by about that much, right? So that the government takes in $1 billion less per year. And that's sort of like an investment on its own that goes back to people. And then people can pay for these services on their own. I personally, but a lot of conservatives feel like that's the best way 
forward, like a market-based approach. And then liberals uh, kind of mix the two of them. I believe they've been going more towards a market-based approach for some time, right? Um, we've seen a lot of cuts and closures for, um, for schools and uh, less investments for hospitals, meaning we've had to fire thousands of nurses, um, hundreds of schools, like 277 had been closed over the last few years, right? Um, and that's something people don't talk about a lot. The privatization of Hydro One, like these are more market-based approaches, mm -hmm. right? Rather than strong government intervention. But you could also say they've been investing, right? And a lot of other areas, and that's more government intervention to fuel economic growth, right? Mm. So then yeah. conservatives is like right-wing? Right-wing, yeah. They're, they're more right-wing. And, and they then, believe the best way forward is to sort of devolve that economic decision-making to people by uh, cutting their taxes, also uh, cutting their services, right? And they're, uh, they're upfront about that. And they're saying that um, we might not have as many hospitals or schools, but people are going to have more because we're going to be saving them on income tax, saving them on business mm. tax, saving them on these taxes. So we might make up the difference. And I don't uh, feel like they do that effectively, but that's what they want to do. So, so basically, the so, so... The more right you are, like more right wing you are, the less tax, meaning the market does, the the, the economy like does more of its natural thingy. And exactly, then, right? And then, but then the other side is government intervention. So government needs more tax to do what they need to do. To yeah, make, and uh, they, they spur that economic growth from sort of head on, right? They just directly, uh, or they directly support business. Okay. So what it sounds like is right wing is more capitalistic mm -hmm. and then left wing is more communistic. Well, like I wouldn't say, I wouldn't say communism. I would say like socialism or social democracy, mm. right? Like um, right. sort of having people in society have a form of economic democracy. They can kind of um, direct where money goes using government as that agent and that grand equalizer, right? So if you believe that, um, another way to look at it, if you think that society should have more inequality, for better or worse, inequality as in you believe the rich should be able to be very, very rich if they'd like, and if somebody who is lower income, for example, like, yeah. oh, isn't going to work uh -huh. or isn't going to earn that income, that it's fine if they don't make as much money as the very rich person, and somebody more left-leaning sees that inequality as a big problem. I see that as a big problem, income inequality. Mm in which the rich are allowed to be super rich and everybody else, even if they're working harder, aren't able to see those same gains, right? And I think that's personally unfair. Mm -hmm. I think that we should um, have a more equitable society that directs and redistributes wealth according to, um, according to how people need it so we can afford these services and so that everybody can have a baseline of care and a standard of care and we can like, watch over each other as a society. And that's just a really big difference of opinion. And that's more left-wing, uh -huh. right? And that's closer closer to socialism, maybe not necessarily socialism, depending on who you ask. And then um, those who are right-wing are more entrenched, they're kind of um, further deeper into capitalism. Yeah. So, so liberals are, are in the middle? Liberals are sort of in the middle. Depends. Um, a lot of it depends on kind of the orientation of sort of um, the few years, few years here and there, right? So I think that Ontario liberals have been shifting a little bit more to the right and now they've been shifting a little more to the left. The uh, federal liberals have been shifting a little more to the left, but I'd still put them right of the NDP, right? Relatively more right-wing than that. They still okay. do favor market-based approaches, yeah. Right. So it's sort of a mix. But I, I, think, I still think they're more solidly right-wing than people give them credit for. Um, I don't think they're as left-wing as people perceive, but that's just me. Okay. Yeah. okay. And, then, and then how about the, the, the Green Party? Uh, the Greens are sort of interesting. <laughs> <laughs> It's, hey, um, the greens are interesting. That's a yeah. quotable right there. Yeah, I, would, <laughs> I, would, um, I would say that there's a lot of more progressive 
more to the left, similar-ish to the NDP, but not quite as far as we would go. Um, mm. And there's a lot of them who are more moderate centrists, right, or sort of um, environmentalist capitalists, right, who do believe in the free market and free market enterprise, but also care for um, all the environmental damage that companies, corporations, and enterprise can um, inflict on the planet, right? And they see that as a big problem. So they don't mind government intervention when it comes to um, environmental protection, fighting climate change, things like that, protecting oh. ecosystems, yeah. But when it comes to other economic decisions, it sort of depends on what, um, what election cycle or season the Greens are in, because sometimes they've shifted a little more to the left, but sometimes uh, they haven't done that too much. It really depends, right? And some policies, to give credit to them, don't know. left. <laughs> it depends. I would, I would say, I would say the best, the best thing to do is sort of to read what the Greens are proposing, right? Some yeah. of them, some of them are um, changes. Exactly, it changes. So there is some expansive um, social programs that they want to invest in. Good on them. And then there's some other market-based ideas which I might disagree with personally. And basically, their whole thing is sort of people power change. So it's anti-establishment, right? Because it's been mm. seen as the liberal conservatives being the big two. Maybe the NDP is a big third as well. But then the Greens are a lot of a smaller. A much smaller party so they're seen as anti-establishment maybe quote-unquote a protest vote per se oh. um yeah a signal of disagreement with the status quo you don't believe that the way things are going for any party is okay and you might want to try something totally different totally new and a new approach and that's sort of what greens are all about i would say okay. so i guess the last question mm -hmm. we would have for you we don't want to keep you too long <laughs> it's okay Not, i mean Ooh. yeah we uh like uh are, are you in a rush or like no, 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 no. Some... I've, I've done okay. a little bit of time. Okay. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Um, so a question I have is, who are all the parties that I can vote for when I get the ballot? Or where can um, I vote? So that depends. That basically depends on a lot of things. So who's on the ballot? That depends on where you live, yeah. right? Because, um, oh, really? Okay. Yeah, exactly. So living in Ottawa like you and Gabe would mm -hmm. be different from someone living in Mississauga like me. You live in Mississauga. Okay. So I basically, um, the Liberals, the Conservatives, and the NDP run candidates in every single riding in Ontario. I think there's 126 in Ontario, 124, uh, 126, right? So those three are going to be on the ballot everywhere. Greens, I believe, are also this year in every single riding in the province. Good on them. Um, or almost every single one, right? So you're going to have those big four options. Um, mm. There's also the Libertarian Party, which is more market-driven than the Conservatives might be. Right, sort of believing that um, by giving people more of their tax dollars back, they could direct wherever they want services to go. And that would mean service cuts, but they're fine with that, as we've discussed. Um, some libertarians are in a number of ridings. They're in my riding. Like, so, I had the so opportunity why, to vote for them, but I didn't what, personally, so right? But they're different? there. It's different because it's just the strength of the parties, right? Because, like, there's also another protest party called the None of the Above Party. Huh? And basically, hey. voting, <laughs> voting for none of the above is just an opportunity to say, wow. I don't like anything on the ballot, and I'm going to signify my displeasure with politics, right? Uh. And that's, that's in a number of other parts. Um, a lot of writings have independent candidates, so they don't even come with a party, right? And they're just saying, hey, here's my independent set of views kind of um, stretched away from party and partisan politics. I have some unique ideas that I want to bring to the forefront, and um, they do that without parties. And then there's like the Trillium Party, which I don't really fully understand everything they're proposing, to be completely honest. Mm. It's um, a lot more of the populist right wing, um, I guess, on the spectrum, you, I would put them. And the Trillium Party isn't everywhere. It's in some places, right? Like it's in, um, in Kanata Carlton, for example, right? Because um, Jack McLaren is the only Trillium Party MPP, and he was elected as a conservative, and then he left the party. 
So if you live there, you get to vote for the Trillion Party if you want. So it really depends on where you are. And you can see who's on your ballot too, right? Like you, you can tell and you can input your riding, right? With Election Ontario, you can see what your ballot is going to look like and um, you can make an informed choice that way. And in terms mm. of where to vote, um, I don't mind sending a link. You guys, where do you guys upload these, uh, these, these, these little talks? Well, that you do? We, we upload them on um, Anchor. And the okay. Anchor, yeah, it goes. Yeah. Cool. I, can, I don't mind sending a link um, to yeah, you guys. Well, if you have any information, mm-hmm. anything like you think is useful, put it in the description so people yeah. can like, learn more. Yeah. Exactly. And there's this tool that, um, that we do in the NDP, right? It is, it is going to be partisan. It's where mm. you just put in basically your, um, your, your postal code, and it'll tell you what riding you live in. It'll tell you your polling location, and it'll tell you how to make sure you have a plan to vote, and then it gives you your NDP candidate. And if you guys don't vote for the NDP, that's totally fine, right? Mm-hmm. Election in Ontario also has a, um, a cool website. You can put in exactly where you live, like your postal code. It'll mm-hmm. give you your riding so you know where you live. It'll give you um, your polling location and advanced polling locations. Every riding has a, um, something called a returning office. Uh-huh. And in that returning office, you can vote any day. You can even vote today if you want. Um, uh-huh. up until, yeah, up until election day. And um, that returning office is a cool place to, to go if you want to skip the line on June 7th. Yeah. Um, and, you, and that changes, right, for every riding in every area. Um, mm. Yeah, and there's, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of ways to find out um, how to get involved and how to vote necessarily. Like, um, Election Ontario is a great resource. Also check to see if you're registered to vote, right? That's always good uh, to do ahead of time. It takes like five minutes to do on your phone. Do I've you need to be registered? Do you need to be registered? Um, to register to vote? Yeah, you've got to you got to be on the vote registry, right? If you want to vote, and if you basically um if you show up early, like I had a um I was at the front today. Do you know James at all, Gabe? James, James J- Kerr from school. Oh, from I SRD. do I do remember James Kerr. Yes. Yeah. So I was just <laughs> I was just with him today, and uh-huh. we decided to go vote earlier. Like I I got him to vote mm. because I already voted, mm. and he wasn't on. He wasn't registered to vote. Oh. He just put in a little bit of information, showed his driver's license, and he was able to vote early. And that oh. was really fun. So, yeah. so that's all you need. You need, you need, even if you're not registered, you can go with your ID, I, I guess? Yeah, just with your drivers, your health, right? Anything that shows your residence and uh, your name and stuff like that, and your mm. age, of course. Um, I would get on that registry, though. It takes mm. like five minutes of your time. If I had started oh. when we had started this, uh, this voice chat, I would have already been done already. Right? Uh. <laughs> I to vote. It's just putting in your information. It's super easy to maybe, do. Maybe that link will, will be a good one for the description. Yeah, yeah, yeah. sure. So just, just one to, uh, to, register, to register to vote. Yeah. So I guess that's... Wow, that's a lot of good stuff. So I <laughs> guess... I guess last, last question... Okay. Would be um, just a... Like, I don't know why we're asking this, but um, go for it. <laughs> who do you think will win? Ooh, okay, okay, that's a that's a good one. So my my yeah. take my take is that um, it's either going to be uh, Doug Ford as premier or Andrew Horvath as as leader. That's our leader of the NDP. Mm. And, um, it's either going to be one of those two. Kathleen mm. Wynne is not going to be the premier on Thursday. I know that for a fact, Ooh. and she knows that too. Oh, um, and she's why? conceded that too. Uh, the liberals haven't been very popular over the last few years. They've made a lot of decisions that have made people upset. Um, uh, people have been disappointed in the direction they've been in. So I personally want Andrew Horvath to be the next premier. I want the NDP to form government. Um, right now, if you look at the polls, the conservatives do have a good chance. Because while in the polls, the NDP might be more popular in Ontario, just by a little bit, 
Mm. All of our support is concentrated. So the way you form government in Ontario uh, is you need the most seats to win. It's not the yeah. most people to win, right? Mm. And the Conservatives have support that's more spread out across the province. Mm. They're projected to win more seats than the NDP. And if the NDP wants to win more seats, not only do we have to do better than the Conservatives, we have to do much better than, than the Conservatives, right? Uh, it's yeah. that, it's so that if, first past the post thingy? Exactly, first past the post. The way the way we do our um, the way we do our elections here uh, in this country in this province, right? And um, I, you could, I could, we could have a whole other episode on that. Uh, but okay. I, I won't bore you guys with those details. Uh, but, uh, basically, <laughs> we, um, if we continue the momentum we've been on, I think the NDP's got a real shot of government. But if the election was held today, I think it'd be neck and neck between the Conservatives and the NDP. So Conservatives what? and NDP for yeah. Thursday. Yeah. Well, but, hey man. Thank you so much. Yeah. Oh, of course. It was really fun. And yeah. I appreciate the honesty. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. I had a great time. I that, hope it really comes through. That was really Thank educational. So it was wow. Yeah. Thanks. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. This was really, really fun to talk about. Wow. Um, yeah, man. Thanks for coming. I all right. wish you the best of luck. Thank you so much. Yeah, wish oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. We... Yeah. Um. I. Uh, I hope you guys come out and vote on June seventh or a day before. Right. Get educated. I'm not going to ask you who you're going to vote for, but mm. I hope you. Um. You guys might want to make an informed choice based on what you think is the best direction because this is a really important election, you guys. Mm. Right. Like this is going to be a change election and it's going to define our province for a very long time. Mm. And all the services we depend on are going to be on the ballot on Thursday. So I want you guys to make that choice and I want you guys to be a part of it. Okay. Yes, and you're speaking to to all the to, to all the young people of our of Ontario. All the youths, yeah, because the there's youths. a there's a lot of policies that are gonna like um gonna like impact us, right, in our mm. lives and our future. So I want us to make that choice, mm. and I want us to be in that conversation, right? Mm. That's awesome. Right. So I guess I'll leave you with you. that. Yes. Thanks so much. All right, all right. Thank you, Abel. Appreciate and it. We will see you next time. Next, yes, yeah, I'd love to be on. Uh, maybe after the election, we we'll see what happens. Oh, oh, that'd be a good one. All right, we'll see that about that. Be a good <laughs> yeah. Alrighty. All right. Well. All right. So I'm gonna I'm gonna head I'm gonna head out. But this was really fun. Thanks again for the opportunity. All right. Bye bye. All right. Bye.